Welcome back to Millennial Z and Boomer X. I am Boomer X. I'm Millennial Z. We are talking about monkeypox. It is apparently the next greatest thing we need to be aware of and mm. the uh, virus that we should be considering ourselves lucky to avoid as the next yeah. impending doom announced by the mainstream media and our beloved government officials. <laughs> So, 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 what is about monkeypox? I know you uh, did some study on the history of monkeypox and mentioned last time that it tried to make inroads into the United States once before. Yeah. What was it about twenty years ago? Yeah, two thousand three, about nineteen yeah. years ago. But yeah. twenty is good enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I remember something a, a brief news blip on the radar about it but what was the deal i don't remember a lot about it other than a little bit of talk and then you heard nothing about it again so i can give you the short little clip from cdc it's pretty short uh, disease control yeah in 2003 47 confirmed and probable case sex ternal icon of monkeypox were reported from six states illinois indiana kansas missouri ohio and wisconsin all people infected with monkeypox in this outbreak became uh, ill after having contact with prairie dogs, pet prairie dogs to be specific. Uh, the pets were infected after being housed near imported small mammals from Ghana, which Ghana and Africa. This was the first time that human monkeypox was reported outside of Africa. Oh, so the first time it was ever there was when they were using somebody bought prairie dogs as a pet from someplace in Ghana, imported from Ghana. No, so how that went was, there's little snippets, not great with information, but I read into it and um, they imported a bunch of rodents. It wasn't prairie dogs specifically, but the prairie dogs were inhabiting kind of the same space and they were biting and scratching each other for a little oh, bit. Oh, so they were being housed together Yeah. for export in Ghana mm -hmm. and they infected them. Those rodents infected yeah. the prairie dogs, which then infected their their host owners yep because they were cleaning the kennels and yeah. messing with them and they got scratched and bit yeah. and whatever um and that's how it's transmitted it's transmitted through you know large droplets or through yeah. breaking skin yeah basically there has to be some sort fluids. of fluid transmission right yeah and it's far more transmittable than say a's which requires a real sexual yeah. type of transmission but it's far less transmittable than say the flu or the cold or the or the yeah. last pandemic we had it had somebody would have to sneeze on you with droplets and it get past your yeah. skin barrier like yeah they said you'd have to be mouth. really close to somebody for you to for you to just talk to them and get it you'd have to be very close to their face and it'd have to be for a prolonged period of time yeah you'd you have know? to be swapping spit with them or they'd have to right you know sneeze in your eye or something like that <laughs> yeah 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 it, or, or some other kind of bodily fluid transmission mm -hmm. yeah it's um, not nearly as contaminated or, or widespread or yeah well at least that's something that should quell the uh hysteria about any sort of mm -hmm. latest potential pandemic threat but here's the thing it is and from the latest it is part of the autopox family which means it's a it's a cousin of the smallpox virus yep. and it is potentially deadly there is yeah it's a no one in ten joke. chance yeah ten percent that's pretty high as yeah. far as uh death and even if it doesn't kill you you are a miserable soul with yeah very high temperatures chills 
body shakes, scarring, because smallpox yeah, is a thing. Everybody used to have, if they lived through it, had smallpox scars on them that never went away. It would disfigure you sometimes. Within one to three days, you are sometimes longer. Um, you, you already have a fever at that point. You start developing rashes and lesions. Yeah. And apparently the whole list of macules, papules, vesicles, pustules, and scabs. Yeah, you get like boils and pustules covering your body. Who knows where yeah. it pops up? Your lymph nodes swell up. And like I said, you get muscular contractions, uncontrollable here and there, you know, mm -hmm. depending on how bad you have it. And it's just a terrible horrible thing until it passes and if it doesn't kill you it leaves a lasting impression on your body for the rest of your days. oh yeah you're scarred your skin's yeah. scarred for sure not to mention it's ravaged your immune system and who knows yeah. what else you may become you know subject to because it just did a number on you you know yeah you might have some lingering thing like shingles with with a uh, chicken pox kind of does to people well that's a totally separate virus but yeah it, it may make you liable or be open to other things if you don't yeah. develop some sort of immune who know who knows what it may do to you is what i'm saying depending upon your personal health history and yeah. genetics and predisposition but yeah that's a that's a bad thing well i know the latest one they attribute to uh a couple of i think it's guys coming from the netherlands and europe as a part of a rave they were part of some homosexual activity, sexual transmission from somewhere in Europe, because there's a few outbreaks in Europe. It, and they became infected from that sort of, you know, recreational activity they did in Europe and came to the U.S. and showed symptoms. Right. And then, you know, here they are and like, oh, my goodness, you know, but that's I think there's been I'm gonna look at it, uh, except from those two. Uh, and, and they attribute them after interviewing them and some preliminary investigation that it was due to sexual activity to somebody who'd been exposed in Europe. And I didn't know Europe had a monkeypox outbreak, but apparently there are some small outbreaks here and there. Mm. And um, not a lot. I think they said there's like 27 infected people in Europe and potentially 11 people in the U.S. now that may have it. And they just happen to run into those. <laughs> yeah, you know, pass them on the street. And got, no, it, it like I said, you don't get it from just casual contact or even being in the same room with somebody. It's right. You, you, there was some real contact over a prolonged period, and some bodily fluids were uh, exchanged, exchanged. <laughs> or at least contacted another and infected that other individual. Um, but I'm looking at it now. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, currently as of. And when I say currently, it's a uh, 5-26-2022. So, yesterday. You know, two, yeah, yesterday, the Center for Disease Control, CDC, identified nine monkey, monkey pox cases in seven states in the United States. I thought it was 11, but I got that from another thing, from a, another news outlet. So, ah, they were off by a couple. Maybe it's two unconfirmed but there's nine confirmed monkeypox cases in seven different states in the united states right now mm -hmm. and it say it's part of a global outbreak i don't think it's you know i guess if you say it's in more than one country it's you know it's now it's global but i know it's transcontinental <laughs> at best yeah it's international now you know yeah. by, by strict definition so that's potentially global you know but right. um you know the biggest like you mentioned before africa is where it's really been yeah 
spreading off and on for decades now. You know, it, they've had this scare before them. with Ebola, and there was a small amount, and they were immediately quarantined. Right, you never heard anything about them before. There was one in Texas a while back. There's another yep. one in, in New York, and it was just squashed, and then that was. And it. that one's way more deadly than this. Oh yeah, that was like fifty percent. I mean, that yeah, was horrible, bad. and it's a horrible, you know, thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and on this one, it was not nearly as bad um, as far as uh, potential uh, mortality rate. And cases have been identified in the United States in Massachusetts, Florida, Utah, Washington, California, Virginia, and New York. So mm. there you are. It is interesting that it spread so much. And they said the, the issue is uh, Dr. Rochelle Walensky stated Thursday that most of these cases are within the gay and bisexual men and other men who have sex with men. Um, so there you are. And hmm. the, the one case in Virginia, it's a woman. So out of the nine confirmed cases, uh, one of them is a woman. That They didn't say how she contracted it. So, hmm. And they want to emphasize that it's not this, you know, they shouldn't be stigmatized. That's how they became infected. Nobody wants to get infected. Right. Simply how it was transmitted. And they didn't get it because they were gay. It was just well, transmitted I would assume because of even the gay activities. The woman is at risk of contaminating, I guess, well, or spreading it because she's... A, you know, if it's a bisexual man, he got it from a dude and transmitted it to a woman, probably unbeknownst right. to him and her. And, you know, it, it happened and they became infected before they knew it. And um, I'm quite sure nobody wants to spread it uh, to another person unless they're crazy. Um, yeah. But this, you know, it's it, what I'm saying is this can easily be avoided by simple. Well, what's crazy to me is I don't understand how they're getting a, like the the time you're you've contracted it and the time you start having symptoms are very re, very close window of time of you yeah it's like what three like days it's within one to three days yeah yeah like i said three days at the outside depending on you know yeah. what it is but probably more like one or two that yeah. you start having fevers and chills and stuff like that yeah but it, it and, starts at under 24 hours so like within right, the time something getting, going on but yeah you, yeah but you know you, you got a real problem in three days regardless yeah yeah and and the thing is it's it's similar to smallpox because it's in the same family, but it's less severe as far as the scarring and the mortality rate. So it's not as bad. Smallpox is no joke. If they, anybody can try and, it, and they thought they eradicated it and they stopped giving the smallpox vaccine. Like, you don't, I have the smallpox scar in my arm, shoulder, which most people don't have anymore uh, because they stopped it because it was gone. Yeah, it was gone, yeah. but it's starting to come back. And this is a relative of it. And it's starting to come back. Um, so if, you know, there is that. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it, you don't want the lesions. It's painful, of course. Nobody wants to get this. And it looks like it shows up on the face, hands, and forearms more than anywhere else, yeah. which I find that interesting. Uh, and perhaps although most pictures i saw it was on their backs i guess they just wanted to show yeah. severe symptoms yeah maybe. it depends on the individual but that's where yeah. the most the legions most often occur is uh, face hands and forearms the most visible parts of people typically mm -hmm. although you could get them on the back legs genitalia you know yeah 
um, which has got to be horrific because oh. if you've seen the pictures, it looks bad. Yeah, it's, it's bad inflammation. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Um, I do not see this going on very far, to be honest with you. No, it's not. You it's... just have to be a little responsible and you will avoid this. They're sensationalizing it for just mere viewership. Yeah, just... 100%. A distraction for the masses, the latest, yeah. or the latest thing to get viewership on these news channels because they're running out of stuff to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> it always seems like there's something to talk about. I and I'm laughing just because it's like whistling past the grave. You just get tired of it. You just like okay, whatever, yeah, and, and move on. But this is really, you know, a terrible thing if you have it or at high risk of exposure. If you're in the medical field and you don't, but they have procedures now where. If you're in the medical field now, you're not touching any fluids. What? No way. There's a barrier. There's several layers of barriers and yeah, apparatus to, to avoid. Very it. uncommon for them to catch whatever you have while they're operating on you. Right. Right. Uh, the first case of it in the U.S. was in Massachusetts. You know, these these two guys, you know, had, had came in with this and they identified it for what it was. But they are CDC officials are recommending vaccination for people at the highest risk of infection due to direct contact with someone who has monkeypox. So the vaccine, yeah, they ordered out there. millions of them, of course, for right. this. Right. Yeah. So the vaccine uh, got to get money because it's yep. again, it's a, in the smallpox family and they know how to vaccine against that. They did it for decades because it, yep. the people don't understand or in early 20th century. In late 19th century people were dying of this in droves and it would yeah. wash through towns and make people sick and great swaths and cause problems and it's a, like i said it's a horrific painful thing and it would scar you for life and it was you know painful for a while after till you know hopefully you didn't get infected even if you beat the virus the infections of the pustules might kill you back then because penicillin didn't exist well that and they just didn't have the proper knowledge or means to care for people that were under these issues so right they would more than likely die right they wouldn't yeah. more than likely live they would more than likely die you know yeah you know if people start bringing out the leeches that's not what you need you right. need you need water and bed rest and mm -hmm. avoidance of sun and you hygienics know. and stuff they just didn't have yeah that. yeah that just they just didn't think that way of course they were starting to think that way in the late mm -hmm. 19th early 20th century but the thing is they didn't have the facilities and, and there was still some back backwards thinking but yeah, vac vac vaccines that really work truly saved the modern world and allowed us to continue oh, yeah. to be who we are and grow into who we are. People don't understand in the past, and, and it's hard to believe. And when I say the past, not too distant. When you think 100 years or 150 years, that's like five generations away. That's your great grandparents yeah. growing up in that. Parents, in many cases, especially in rural areas, didn't name their kids until they reached five years old, because often they would die from some childhood disease. And that's just insane to think about. Yeah. You know, you cared for your kids, but you didn't get too attached because <laughs> that's, that's, there's a good that's chance a they wouldn't world. make it. Yeah, it's yeah. a good chance they wouldn't make it. And I don't mean a slight one. I mean a good one. 50-50 yeah. shot. They didn't make it to five years old because some disease might come along and kill them. And you just couldn't go through it. You just didn't want to deal with it. And you wouldn't abandon them. You just like, that's just, it's out of your control. Right. So yeah, you, you simply, like you said, that's just a rough world and people tried to figure out ways to deal with it mm -hmm. and maintain sanity and move on and take care and do what they could about it. Mm -hmm. But 
these things and, and what, the reason I mentioned that none of this is new. Human no. beings have been dealing with this forever, as long mm-hmm. as they're being human beings. But now that we're more mobile and there's a lot more of us and denser, these things pass much more quickly, and yeah. they haven't gone away. We've got better medicine, so you don't you didn't hear about it for a while, and vaccines were pushed on everybody in the past. But now we're coming into contact, closer contact and more frequent contact with third world countries and trade. So you're going to see these old things start popping up again that we beat mostly in the first world countries. So it's being revisited upon us. And we thought we got past it, but we haven't. We just lost our defenses and our Mm -hmm. awareness of it. So it's being reintroduced as we get deeper in these third world or undeveloped countries. So you know, here, here we are. Yeah. I just want to, I know they're just making a sensationalized thing and just to give some people information. Cause I know we're essentially piggybacking off that, but I guess I will give them some legitimate information here is uh, some more history on it. The origins of the word and so forth. Uh, monkeypox was first discovered in 1958 when two outbreaks of a pox like disease occurred in colonies of monkeys kept for research. Hence the name monkeypox. The first human case of monkeypox was recorded in 1970 in the Democratic Republic of Congo during a period of intensified effort to eliminate smallpox. Since then, monkeypox has been reported in humans and other Central and Western African countries. So it's been around since recorded in 1958. Yeah, it, it got a label and was identified in 1958 while they were trying to eradicate smallpox in Africa because that was the mm-hmm. last place it was left on the planet. Um, yeah. And I just saw here that the Center for Disease Control has issued a warning, a level two warning to all travelers about the monkeypox virus. And currently in Europe, it has been identified in France, Belgium, and Italy. And it has also been identified in Australia, like you said, but it originates in, in the Congo, one of the deepest parts of the African continent. Yeah. So, yeah, you like I said, a lot of people are, you know, very mobile now. There's things moving. It, it was a it was a major journey to go to Africa in the past. Not anymore. Plane yeah. ride and a and a rented Jeep, and there you are. You're, yeah. You can be almost anywhere. We're stuck in a weird time of era where the rudimentaries of not being able to easily check the quality of somebody's life before they can venture back into somewhere else and not contaminate the population there. Right. You know. It's almost going to be the point where if you're coming back from a trip, everybody's going to avoid you for two weeks until you don't show <laughs> symptoms. <laughs> yeah, um, that's probably never going to be the culture adopted, but I think eventually they will have some type of technology to scan you real quick to make sure you don't have any crazy pathogens before you head yeah, out. Well, they, you never know. They yeah. may if these things start going wild or yeah, become true. more pervasive. If it becomes severe enough, yeah. culture always changes. Yeah. From, enough trauma <laughs> right well they advise they being cdc advises that of course avoid people with skin lesions duh um, <laughs> yeah. leaking pustules or uh rashes covering their face if you look like the hag witch from you know 1700s don't right. be around them <laughs> if they look like a leper without a bell avoid yeah. them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also avoid small mammals including dead or alive including rodents rats and squirrels non-human primates, monkeys, apes, eating or preparing meat from wild game, especially from Africa. Again, duh. Uh, Using products derived from wild animals from Africa, creams, lotions, powders. 
and contact with contaminated materials used by sick people, duh, clothing, bedding, uh, toiletries, anything like that, and or came in contact with infected. Like again, just common responsible type of things with people. Yeah. That if you're going to other countries or doing other things, make sure you're using things that are have been cleaned and have not come in contact with anything that may be questionable as much as you can. And if you don't know, I'd just say avoid it and use your stuff that you brought with you. Mm -hmm. That's what you should be doing. So I don't like you. I, I think this is just another news article that could gain sensation and shouldn't be. Although it's, I'm not being dismissive. I don't think people should just go, oh, it's not going to affect me. I'm not like that. You don't know. Yeah, be aware of it at most. Yeah, That's pretty right, much it. Just be right. aware of it. You don't know who you're going to come in contact with because, like I said, people are a lot more mobile. You don't know where somebody's been or what they've been doing. Truly, yeah. it doesn't take much to move around the globe anymore. Not mm -hmm. as much money as it used to to make that big trip and come back yeah, or, or go somewhere and come into contact with stuff you can't even imagine. Yeah, so, and as, as the world connects, people have more motivation to be in all these different places for opportunities and expanding their business or whatever have you, you know? Right, right. And um, and that's just the kind of growing pains that, you know, is going to happen as these undeveloped countries become more developed and there's more trade and travel to and from these places and with the rest of the world. Yeah, well, it surprises me that we... The news never really talks about it, but there's still little outbreaks of bubonic plague or how whatever yeah, black death every once in a while, and that seems crazy to me. They do not talk about it, and that thing is way more dangerous than yeah. monkeypox. And I don't want to get off on a tangent, but yes, there are two places on the planet currently I'm aware of where the bubonic plague is alive and well, and people get infected every year, and that is Cambodia, mm -hmm. jungle, and New Mexico in the u.s yep. the rats there and you you don't hear much about it because new mexico doesn't want to scare the poop out of people and have people yeah. avoid coming because they have a big tourist thing and it's nice but it is in do, low numbers in new mexico but it is still it, there. yes it's low numbers and your chances mm -hmm. are low but they are still chances and here's the thing yeah. a guy i knew who i was in a, the work field with he was over uh investigations in the state went there and went out on a hiking trip and was a happened to see a dead rat and go huh look at that went over looked at it and those fleas sprung upon him because it was a cooling animal and he was a animal that had blood and they bit him and he contracted bubonic plague went back to new york city and almost died boy what are the odds pretty low but it still happens what i'm saying yeah. so avoid dead animals so, if you go can. to new mexico when it's cold and there's no fleas jumping around <laughs> right right real simply cold. use common sense there's no reason to mess with these dead animals you're not going to eat them so does new mexico get cold enough for that i don't know no, I don't, no think I don't think so <laughs> i know they get snow in some of the mountainous areas in the upper part of the state but yeah this was just outside of santa fe gotcha uh, beautiful place it's got great stuff oh new mexico's a, you know very very beautiful yeah but he got and that's to, why he was there it's great yeah hiking. it was so unusual when he went back and checked him his wife had to check him into the hospital because he was in a catatonic state and brought him emergency room. They didn't identify what it was until it almost died. They had him hooked up to every machine imaginable Oof. to try to purify his blood and dump more in and just do all these things. And it, uh, he was using a cane forever after that and was in a bad way for 
weeks and weeks until he recovered and he barely recovered. And that helps alone, I guess. That's a great thing about it. Just hearing about that, you can like let the doctor know, hey, I was just in New Mexico and I know bubonic plague is a possible thing, you know? Well, yeah, you know, they asked him all those questions and I think they came up to it. But at that time, remember, this was about 17, 18 years right. ago. That's so, what I'm just saying. For people now to have that awareness. Right. Them, Back then they didn't have it because least. most of the diseases, it wasn't, people weren't quite as mobile as they are today. They weren't mm-hmm. as much trade in these closed places. So they weren't thinking about that. And it took a while for me to, but now, like you said, look, I was in New Mexico. They would probably yeah. tick a few boxes in somebody's head now because they're much more aware of these potential dangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy that it's still there. It's still in America yeah, of all places. You know? Yeah. And, and you know, the thing is, what was it? Just a handful of years ago, there was a case in uh, Colorado. Same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's happened in a couple of states. I believe it was uh, got it from a chipmunk. You know, another rodent flea that jumped off a road, dead rodent, dead chipmunk. And, yeah. And infected that person, but they identified it pretty quickly. But again, that's one of those you do not mess with at all because mm-hmm. it is highly lethal and incredibly painful and lasting ramifications for the rest of your days yeah that pocket full of ashes they all fall down <laughs> right that's where it came from yeah that's exactly right mor- very morbid child song <laughs> right but for uh, for the current uh sensationalist a disease that's uh, potentially roaming the globe, we probably don't have much to concern ourselves with if mm-hmm. you yeah, just take some simple precautions. It's, I mean, yeah, again, not to just completely deter it and ignore it, but it's, I don't think it's nearly newsworthy. Maybe at the most to let people know, like, hey, this is a potential thing. Just be aware of it would have been a great, a great little do part for them, but to make it yeah. a whole, whole thing about it and say well we're getting all the vaccines out as soon as possible like calm down calm down right it's not near right i don't i don't see how they can anticipate multiple mass breakouts do they expect are people having mass orgies every night that i'm totally (laughs) unaware of full moons you never know people just start that's the only way that could happen i mean because the, the 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 last pandemic we had that was because it was an aerosol transmitted Mm-hmm. virus that you really had no control over if you were breathing right you, you just had to stay away from people and unfortunately and be, most of us breathe to live so yeah it's <laughs> unavoidable thing unless you, you so you had to say this you know just don't go around randomly having sex with people when you just meet them yeah and you'll probably be okay well, lamos don't squares don't yeah right that's what i'm cool saying people I, do <laughs> I missed out on these. I don't get the emails about the mass orgies. So I, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I didn't I'm probably going to be, unfortunately. I'm, yeah, I'm probably going to be okay. Uh, I don't I want mm-hmm. to worry about it too much. And I don't go uh, receiving, people don't spit in my mouth randomly either. So. <laughs> At I'm rave probably, parties? Yeah, I don't, I don't attend rave parties. Um, Swapping ecstasy pills and such? Yeah, not doing that. Uh, we don't we don't share straws, drinks, or eating utensils or anything like that. What we'll call you in the cool businesses oblonged? 
Uh, is that what that is? I have no, no idea. I completely made that up. <laughs> but it sounds like some cool people. It might be up. the next thing. You might yeah. have created the next thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I guess I'm Square. A... I guess Oblong would be cool because Square is the non-cool people. So maybe I'm already. I'm already off here. I'm already off base. Yeah, uh, I, have, I have no clue. I'm just not. I'll just say this. I'm just not going to do incredibly idiotic stuff. Um, yeah. Now there is risque behavior that people you know, engage in that I, I don't blame them for it, but you just know that you're opening cell yourself up to who knows what, you know, trying yeah. to be a little more and you can't trust what people say because people lie and you don't mm -hmm. know them. Now, if you do know them, that's different, but mm -hmm. you don't know them. So what are you doing? Yeah. But again, that's common sense behavior to me, common sense behavior. And I'm a risk averse kind of person. And you know, I do do highly risky stuff, but I do it playing odds and calculating risk and that type of thing. I generally don't willy nilly yeah. throw myself into the Gulf. Yeah. It's skill based risk. Mm -hmm. Whereas, and you can, you know, cultivate a certain amount of skill to lower the amount of risk. Right. And, and do some research and background yeah, investigation mm -hmm. to mitigate that risk as much as possible. I, again, I don't fling myself into the chasm hoping for the best after the fact. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, take the wheel. Again, no. No. <laughs> That's how you end up going over the edge. That's what I do on my motorcycle. I just close my eyes, let go, and <laughs> I just try to feel it out, you know? Yeah, just, you just let mm -hmm. the divine take control, yeah. channel your way all the way yeah. for the next five and a half hours. On I'm your... still here, so who's the it fool must... now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I'll say you are because <laughs> if you do that and anybody else who thinks that's a viable method of living your life, it is not going to work for very long. You will, you will weed yourself out of the process. And I, mm -hmm. I know that's a harsh way to look at it, but these things and, and for everybody out there concerned, don't be overly concerned about it, but be aware and take. Yeah. Don't be paranoid and, and give into the fear mongering of, you know, looking at everybody and looking out the window and making sure everybody's doing the right thing on this yeah. one. It really isn't. And everybody you see, you immediately look at their hands and face for any potential lesions and yeah, refuse right. to touch them or, or be or shake hands with them or be in the same room with them because they might have monkeypox. No, it's it's not that way. It's yeah, you know. Now even if it, even if you do touch one of their postules, as long as it doesn't bust into your eyeball, you'll be all right. <laughs> I, I I don't I would I wouldn't say that. <laughs> as long as you don't have any broken skin and you're in contact with it or it's not entering your body that's yeah, literally I, how it works i, I would i wouldn't even go that far he, he's not a medical expert neither am i but <laughs> i would say don't go uh and decide that you're going to be dr pimple popper when you see one of those things of course yeah well don't <laughs> risk it but i'm just saying like yeah it's, the odds are very low even if you do are in contact with them as long as it's not anything excessive contact i would say excessive or, if they have them do what the CDC recommends and avoid them. Oh, yeah. Simple. Even if it's an acne ridden teen, you don't know. Just to get, right. <laughs> just stay away yeah. from <laughs> I'm only 14. Hey. Okay, whatever you say, kiddo. Get in your right. room. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's rough, but you know what I mean? <laughs> you don't know that kid. Unless it's your kid, then that's different. But otherwise, yeah. you don't know that kid. You don't know what's going on. It's the Accutane. Whatever you say. <laughs> Lock the door. Yeah. yeah. I'll get the bar. Mm-hmm. It's... <laughs> <laughs>
it's some crazy stuff. But the fact that how long has it been since the first mention of it? A month. And yeah. we've had nine outbreaks in the last month since it, since it was first suspected in seven states, which lets you know how mobile it is, seven states already in a month. But also, we're only talking about nine people yeah. in a month. So one per state, almost. <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> and all of them but one, you know, have been homosexual contact but this one female and it's probably due to the bisexual man who transmitted it through sexual contact. So that's, that's what it seems to be. So unless you're again, swapping spit, sexual contact. And they're quarantining these people, right? Yeah. Well, they didn't say I I would, I would, I would assume so. Hopefully they are aware of their. Yeah. it It does seem people are taking real precautions and, you know, medical personnel or it looks like they're preparing to give medical personnel that, I mean, that would be really ironic if they're saying how crazy it is and how contaminant or how easy it is to get it and they're just like not quarantining these the ground well, zero people well that's the thing they're saying it's not easy to get it requires mm. fluid transmission but we need and, to pump out millions of vaccines for this not so easily to get well you know they still somebody has to make drug companies rich that's so. that's where it is <laughs> so how how's that going to happen if we don't start the government buying millions. Yeah, of I didn't look into it, and I don't want to speculate too much vaccine. on it without proper information. But I'm wondering if this is grant money that's pro- that's providing this, or is this some other? This is just privatized funding, and then sensationalized by the free market system for Why them to buy it. Why would it be privatized funding? It never has been in the past. It's always been government. I'm a little hopeful, but yeah, I'm crazy. Nah, you okay? If you're crazy, <laughs> they're not. They're not. That's not what's happening here. I just hoped a little bit of not our money was going into this, but you know, oh well. Why why should any particular person have to make another person rich with free trade when we have an endless amount of tax money to make a certain group of people rich? Why would why would that be necessary? You're right. <laughs> just cut out the middleman. What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, why why are you going through all these permutations when it's just not necessary? We can just come yeah. up with reasons to make a certain group of people rich and raise you got this money. abc situation you need to cut out that c and make it an a b that's all you need no you just go a right to c you don't need the b thing at all yeah, yeah the real way would to say that is to cut out the b and then make the c a b there you go yeah yeah otherwise it's inefficient mm-hmm. right so what are we talking about next week uh, following up on the Johnny Depp trial, it's ending soon. It's concluding everybody's right. final statements. Uh, Amber Heard went up and said her piece. They Johnny Depp had to retake the stand and give more information. And they had more witnesses on behalf of Miss Heard in this case, mm-hmm. who it seems did not help her case. Mm-hmm. And cross-examination by, with, by Miss Heard's attorneys on some of Mr. Depp's witnesses that were brought back to the stand. So, yeah, it uh, I, it doesn't seem like she made any real inroads to making herself look better. But we will examine this more closely and see exactly what was said and how this went. And, you know, we weren't, unless you were at the trial, you don't know every bit of evidence was said, but you can certainly get a genuine feel for how the trial went based on 
what was released into the public, which is what was a live feed the entire time. All was recorded. So yeah, yeah, that that is true. And and mm-hmm. I didn't watch the live feed the entire time. Did you? Right, not the entire time. But right. I, I've got I watched about ten to twenty minute highlight videos, getting the majority of the stuff. Right, and it was in, and what and just what's your overall my personal opinion perception I, of it. The, her her stance is convoluted and crazy like she has nothing and she's trying to work on yeah nothing. she's trying to twist nothing into something to make yeah. her actions that were brought up justified is that what mm-hmm. it looks like yeah. well it's a defame it's a defame trial so she's they're probably on the on the stance that defame trials are really hard to convict on so she's like well it's a civil we trial is, so there's yeah. no conviction it's just a right. preponderance of evidence mm-hmm. I, so yeah all, wrong all they gotta show there, is but... she likely caused him to lose yeah. out on 50 million dollars do you think yeah. they did that yeah, they did. I think it's a good trial for them. But I think they, the stance she was taken on was defamation trials are, are hardly ever in the favor of the person suing for defamation. Oh, she's saying that, well, this is hard, and so I don't have to worry about it, no matter what no, I did. <laughs> what I'm getting at there is that they were probably trying to sow a little, just a little bit of doubt whether or not she's responsible. Yeah. Well, this isn't a criminal trial, so they need a lot more than that to yeah. to make her look like she's not responsible for him losing out on 50 million and we can talk there's some other things that i want to get into and we'll, and we'll talk about that certainly on our next podcast when we talk about a revisit on the johnny depp and amber heard mm-hmm. defamation trial so I, I think that's interesting to see how it goes and you're right it is difficult to prove that defamation impacted in somebody in such a way to make them lose out yeah. on reputation money you know, potential jobs and other things. But I don't know, once we start talking about the evidence that was presented, we'll talk about more of these things and how it did or didn't introduce a preponderance of evidence to show that she more than likely impacted his career and him to lose out on that money that Mm -hmm. he's alleging she did do uh, with that evidence there. So I want to thank everybody for listening. I'm Boomer X. I'm Lonnie Z. And we'll talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. Peace.